The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set. Give yourself a hand or take two. They're small, tiny in fact. Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. It's so hard nowadays with all the gangs and rap music. What about robots? Oh, they're everywhere. I don't even know why the scientists make them. Old Glory covers anyone over the age of 50 against robot attack, regardless of current health. I'm Sam Waterston of the popular TV series Law & Order. As a senior citizen, you're probably aware of the threat robots pose. Robots are everywhere, and they eat old people's medicine for fuel. Well, now there's a company that offers coverage against the unfortunate event of a robot attack. Old Glory Insurance. You need to feel safe. And that's harder and harder to do nowadays because robots may strike at any time. And when they grab you with those metal claws, you can't break free because they're made of metal and robots are strong. Now, for only $4 a month, you can achieve peace of mind in a world full of crime and robots with Old Glory Insurance for when the metal ones decide to come for you. And they will. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Tuesday, August 16, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob Seska. That is Chez Pesienza sitting right there live. Yes, live once again. But really, how would you know the difference since I really am just a, a robot that spouts out non sequiturs and anger, anger and uh, profanity and so on? <laughs> Yes, we will uh, retire the Chezbot 2000 until the next time you can't do the show. <laughs> okay, we are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Go there, buy lots of soap. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, better call Bo. Head over to the BowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez or click the link in the podcast page. You get free legal advice. Exclusive to our listeners alone. All right, uh, so much to talk about. Um, the uh, the Trump meltdown just continues on and on and on. You know, I woke up yeah. yesterday morning, Monday morning, and I, I went, you know what, this is going to be great because, you know, there's going to be lots to cover this week. and <laughs> Just like last week and the week before that and the week before that and the week before that. And uh, this week, it's a whole new set of... <laughs> Issues, but he's, but he's he's on to something which we've we've spoken about many times before, which yeah. is just you just keep you just be relentless about the idiocy coming out of your campaign. Yeah, 
and after a while it like like i can't i i remember when i wrote i can't remember remember when trump had like those horrible like 72 hours and i wrote you know but he's been having that for a while but like that was a couple weeks ago when you know he took on the the cons and all that and i'm like and i tried to remember everything that happened over a period of just three or four days and and i missed stuff yeah i couldn't do it i mean i actually i was on the show uh, by myself, I guess it was it was either the free show on Thursday or is the after party on Friday. I started to think of the one of the things from last week, and I was there. There's like three things that, <laughs> that Trump said recently that are terrible, and I couldn't think of two of them because there were so many things, and there's just it's impossible to keep track of all the things. It's always more things. What things? Always more things. And and this week it's kind of I th- I would say that the theme for this week is. All of the would-be president's men. This is like one of those things where um, it's not necessarily Trump doing some stupid things in the last couple of days. Yeah. It's Trump's people. It's Rudy Giuliani. It's Katrina Pearson. It's Betsy McCoy is back, for God's sake. Paul Manafort. I mean, just one person after another. And I kept, as I'm reading these stories, as these stories are all coming down, and we're going to cover each one, I swear to God, I, I, I remembered back to... I think it was an audio clip of a guy. I want to say it was the New York chairman of the Trump campaign, but I'm not, I don't remember specifically, but I remember watching cable news last week and someone bragging about how Trump, Trump will hire good people to surround himself with. He'll hire competent people to help him run the country. Anybody who knew Trump, anyone would have known anybody who knows his, his sort of psychology, his pathology would have known that that wasn't going to happen No, because Trump has to be the smartest person in the room. And Trump is a moron. That's right. Ergo the people beneath him. You know, it's funny. It's like, I realize I think Scott Adams has fallen out of favor with everyone. But if you do go back and read, like I used to own, um, uh, it was, it was a Dilbert book. It was called like Dogbert's book, you know, book of like how to be a manager. Uh-huh. And I swear to God, it was funny as hell <laughs> because it said, it's like, it's like, always remember that as a manager, you need to be the smartest person in the room. So keep hiring idiots. And, and those people <laughs> will hire idiots beneath them, them until basically the lowest rung on your hierarchy are like single celled organisms. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's basically, that's the chief qualification for anyone hired by Trump to uh, be a surgeon get on his campaign because i mean it's just like they're not doing him any favors i mean the fact of the matter is that they're his national spokesperson this person katrina pearson is an unmitigated stupid i mean she is so dumb this is i mean it's and it's one instance after another one example of another where she pops up on cable news she didn't know what the hell she's talking about she really is she is she's ridiculously stupid and of course the latest episode is talking about afghanistan and basically i mean there's a theme that runs between the two prime suspects here there's a theme that runs between katrina pearson's epic meltdown and rudy giuliani's ridiculous blurt about 9-11 uh from yesterday which is just let's revise the bush years let's let's just create all new history around the eight years of george w bush and completely exonerate him from anything that was horrible and give him credit for everything that was in their eye good but I think in your in your piece today in Salon, if I remember correctly, you because everything bleeds together in my brain at this point. It's it's just tapioca. Um, you hit, you hit on the idea that they believe it. They'll believe anything. They yeah. be, you know, and that's I think that's the idea. I think 
we've seen, we've seen for a while now that they're not reaching for the center. They're just reaching to 100% secure through mm-hmm. confirmation bias and just general insanity and stupidity. The people who are already predisposed to vote for them. Yeah. And what's amazing and- about this is that, is that Trump's floor, as far as his total support is like, it's just like 20%. So if it, if, if his numbers whittle down to, just his base support, the people who love him, all of his fanboys, especially his fanboys, the people like that old man last week who was screaming at reporters in the, in the press pool, whatever they call it, the press cage or press pen at that one Trump rally in Kissimmee, Florida. I mean, it's like a lot of the guys like that, these impressionable old men who are doing Trump cosplay, who think that they're like they're trying to impress Trump. They're trying to be like their hero, Trump. And it's really, really sad and disturbing to observe all these people. But they are his floor. And if he only ends up with his floor, it is going to be such an epic uh, landslide for Hillary Clinton and the, the deadline is and the clock is ticking. The deadline is right around the corner for Trump to get his act together because early voting starts very, very soon in, in several states. We'll get to that in just a second. But I want to talk about Katrina Pearson. Let's yeah. rewind back to Katrina Pearson and this nonsense about Afghanistan. I don't know. Is she just did she just not know or was she just lying? I think that's the question. Like it let I'm going to talk to you and this is Katrina Pearson going into the CNN interview. I'm just going to talk to the Trump faithful and they'll believe me. So I'm just going to make up whatever crap I can about Afghanistan and Obama and Hillary. And here it is. Or did she just not know? And I don't know which one is worse. I don't know which one is worse. Here's that audio clip from CNN. This is with uh, CNN anchor Victor Blackwell. I want to go to uh, Mr. Trump's discussion of Barack Obama as the founder of ISIS uh, yesterday and his sarcasm. Watch. So I said, no, there's the founder of ISIS. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Then, then, but not that sarcastic, to be honest with you. And by the way, he doesn't know what the hell the definition of sarcastic is. No, he doesn't. Like, like, uh. Um, again, Schwartz, the uh, the writer, the ghostwriter of Art of the Deal, said yeah. he, after that he's like Trump does not understand sarcasm. He no. is never sarcastic. No. He says point blank on many many occasions that Obama is the founder of ISIS and repeats it over and over again without a touch. You know sarcasm when you hear it, and he wasn't being sarcastic. He was actually just being deliberately misleading. He was yeah. just lying and, and, and just after the fact saying it was sarcastic, but not so sarcastic. Trump is Trump is essentially a human email chain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's from right. Your, from your idiot uncle. Yeah. And that's maybe that's why he's doing so well. He's communicating to the idiot uncles in a way that they understand because they're sure. the ones always forwarding all those emails and with the cartoons in them and the awful newsletters, yeah. one of which I actually received not too long ago. Oh, man. Terrible, terrible stuff. Here's uh, here's more of this interview. Sarcastic, but not that sarcastic. Again, which is it? Was he being sarcastic or was he not being sarcastic? Well, I guess it depends on the interpreter. Of course, it was sarcasm because he obviously didn't mean that Barack or Hillary Clinton uh, founded ISIS in the literal sense. Yeah, that's Barack or Hillary Clinton. That would be Barack Clinton, I guess. Yes. <laughs> in other words, they didn't file the paperwork of incorporation. But he does mean that there are policies, and if you play out that entire uh, discussion, he talks about those policies that absolutely gave rise uh, to the formation of ISIS. I mean, this is something that General Flynn had reported mm. that uh, in August 2012, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton ignored the DIA report, which told them if you arm the resistance, 
you will feed ISIS and an Islamic State was formed. He said this wasn't a, a blind eye. This was willful ignoring of the intelligence. But you know that ISIS actually started in 2004 with AQI, Al-Qaeda, in, in Iraq, and then morphed into, in 2006, uh, uh, Iraq, the uh, uh, Islamic State in Iraq. So this is not something that started during the Obama administration. There is an argument to be made, and I think in these conversations on television, many people have said that there is a path there for Donald Trump, but he's saying that he he was sarcastic, but not that sarcastic about something that happened in 2004. Well, if you're moving into, if you want to go way back, we can look at the, the troop surge. And after 2007, Al-Qaeda was essentially in ashes. It was Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton who then destroyed the entire rollout by wanting to pull out early, announcing their plans, ignoring intelligence. And that is the reason why ISIS is a global issue. I'm, I'm and not sorry, an isolated Barack Obama issue. in 2004, is that what you said? <laughs> no, I said afterwards, after the surge, mm -hmm. when, when Al-Qaeda was in ashes. Yeah, I love it how idiots get snarky. Like, mm -hmm. aren't you paying attention? I said after. Part. The saddest part is that no matter how hard guys like, say, Chris Cuomo or whoever are being on these people. Yep. Nobody, like, you know, T Tapper, Tapper can say a lot with just a roll of his eyes or just a sort of like stunned look, which mm -hmm. I like. But just once, I just want to hear somebody say, are you an idiot? Yeah, Seriously, what is your, you are saying things that make absolutely no sense. And I am not saying that to you as some sort of biased journalist. I am saying that because it is objectively correct yeah. that what you're saying is lunacy. It, 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 that it that it has no basis in reality. When when this topic comes up, what I really want to hear is one of them asking uh, Katrina Pearson or Trump himself, for that matter. What what's the difference between the the Sunni and the Shia in Iraq during and after the Iraq War? Can you can you oh, yeah. explain the difference between those two factions and who their alliances are? Go. And I just want to hear the, the wheels grinding to a, a screeching halt in their heads as they try to explain this delicate balance in the Middle East and what group gave rise to which group, because I'm sure they don't know. I'm sure it's like this old school, this this kind of moron version of Middle East history or Middle East recent history that is just unbelievably dumb. They just don't know. They're uneducated. They don't read. Trump doesn't read. Katrina Pearson clearly doesn't read anything no. outside. No, of Trump talking not. points, yeah. I mean, no, all Trump, all Trump does is watch himself on television and read the, read the whatever yes. idiot thing he finds on the internet. Yep, that's exactly. He gets Google alerts <clears throat> every, time, yeah. every time his name is mentioned. He's got to run in and troll those those people whoever mentioned him. Here's a little more of this audio. We weren't even in Afghanistan by this time. Barack Obama went into Afghanistan, creating another problem. <laughs> it was Hillary Clinton and her incidents in Libya, which was also a reckless decision to create that vacuum. They armed the rebels, and, and they're even funding them now. Okay, so so you're saying Barack Obama took took the country into Afghanistan post 2009? Is that is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is the <laughs> policy. <laughs> what I'm saying I guess, is, I guess this, is about, this is about as good as you're going to get in terms of what I just said. I know. So listen, stupid. Uh, would you like me to put a dunce cap on you and put you in the corner right now? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying to me, please put a dunce hat on my head and just stick me in the corner like a fucking? I mean, if what? universe d does someone think that barack obama started the war in afghanistan 
You know, there was a surge in Afghanistan that Barack Obama started. Maybe she's referencing that. I don't fucking know because she's so stupid. Just said that we weren't in Afghanistan. Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. That was Obama's war. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mr. Trump is saying we got to take the a policies quick... of Barack Obama yeah, and right. Hillary Clinton. Okay. Ignoring intelligence awesome. created the hotbed for global terrorists to travel the world under the name of ISIS. Katrina, I just want to, uh, for for factual sake, for the sake of <laughs> just correct information. Right. You know what? He's when great. You... Yeah, I know. He's really, really good. And you know, I just I love how she's conflating what happened in Afghanistan with the rise of ISIS, which, by definition, by the actual acronym, ISIS is specific to Syria. It's what that last S is all about, right? <laughs> And so she's like, Afghanistan and the rise of global terrorism, and now they're everywhere because of Afghanistan. And I don't even know, is she, she may be mistaking Afghanistan for Syria. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. But this guy's really, uh, his name is Victor Blackwell. I've never seen him on CNN before, but he did a really great job. I think uh, this is going to be sort of his entree used to, into. He used to come up with the, uh, come out with those best or worst <laughs> dress every year. That's right. Mr. Blackwell. <laughs> You said that uh, Barack Obama took the country into Afghanistan. It, it was not during the, of course, as you know, during the uh, Obama administration when we first went into Afghanistan. No. Shortly after. We're talking about ISIS specifically. Okay, but, but your statement was that, that Barack Obama took us into Afghanistan and it was his war. Uh, it was uh, President Bush who took the country into Afghanistan shortly after 9-11. Wow. But I want to get to I thought to we a, were talking about larger... the founding of ISIS. I mean, okay. ISIS, was, ISIS came out of the Obama side of the war. No. Is that not a fact? No. Uh, no, it, no, it is not a fact. Because in 2004, <laughs> as I stated in the last segment, that AQI, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, was started by Abu Musab uh, al-Zarqawi. And then in 2006, it morphed into uh, Iraq, uh, the Islamic State in Iraq, and then later uh, became the Islamic State uh, in Iraq and, and Syria. Absolutely. But let that, me get to yes. And after the search, as, but also... Uh, by the way, bonus points to, to Victor Blackwell for coming up with uh, al-Zarqawi for, yeah. in, in the midst of that conversation, because... Exactly. Yeah. You know he's done his homework by that because I mean but she's not I, I, she's not going to things. You know how I know these things because well you know I have an education and I actually follow the news since that's my job. You on the other hand are a monkey. Yeah, you're you're a talking monkey. <laughs> on that Katrina. note, let's take a break. Go back with more show right after this. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media for only one dollar a month. You can help finance the Bob and Chez show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez. And sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. The Bob and Chez Show presented by bubblegenius.com. Okay, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Still love this song. Dear God. 
Yeah. This is one of the greatest songs ever. This recorded. whole this whole record was incredible. Yeah. And a spe- God, this song, every every motor in the uh, uh, police machine was firing at this point on this day. Whenever they wrote this song, it is absolutely, as far as I'm concerned, the high watermark of the. Uh, of the, the history of the police. All right, so moving along here. Katrina Pearson, uh, as we know, is a uh, phenomenal moron. Uh, and she, no matter what she does, no matter what she says, she can't sort of work her way out of the fact that she somehow conflated ISIS and Afghanistan and the fact that Barack Obama started the war in Afghanistan when, in fact, it started in... Uh, I mean, they're basic timeline things, basic history things that you can look up on Wikipedia for f**k's sake. And she's completely missed this. Like, for example, the Afghanistan war started in October 2001. We started bombing Afghanistan within a month of 9-11. That's when it happened. Barack Obama was a state senator. I don't think but he was you, even you a know, state you senator know who at the actually, time. You know who, who actually uh, created ISIS? Uh, uh, Jesus did. <laughs> because, because Jesus uh, helped create the earth. Or, or wait, it was God, God, I guess God. God helped create the earth. And yeah. because uh, there's an earth. Um, and and there's a Middle East that meant that uh, you know he created all of us and, and that go. meant that there could be a Barack Obama and a George W. Bush <laughs> and so that's how ISIS came about and they could thrive there. He even created Abu Musab Al Zarqawi. Musab, thank you. I can never get the middle name right. <laughs> right. That's the good thing. Musab Al Zarqawi. I want to. I, from now on, I'm going to be Chez Musab Pazienza. <laughs> we should add that. I'll be Bob Musab Seska. That <laughs> hey, that actually kind of rhymes a little bit. Like that. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of of God and heaven, did you see the results of that new poll? I don't know if we. Uh, no, I don't think I mentioned it last week. So let's let's talk about it right now. There's a there's a new poll that came out, and it's just uneffing believable. It's a poll that uh, PPP did of North Carolina Trump supporters. And it's, I would imagine it's fairly indicative of national Trump supporters. It's a fairly large sample size, but it just happened to be North Carolina. So, for example, 40% of Trump voters think that Acorn will steal the election for Clinton. Hmm. Acorn hasn't existed since 2010. And if you remember the 2012 election, we talked about this during the 2012 election. They thought that Acorn was going to steal the 2012 election, even though Acorn didn't exist. These are all basic timeline things like when the Afghanistan war started. Um, Acorn Acorn killed Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> when, Acorn shot, shot him in a duel. <laughs> that's right. When Al-Qaeda in Iraq started. We can chart these things. These things are well known in it's, the timeline. That's, that's what you're saying. It's amazing that yeah. this is where, this is the thing that I was talking about a couple weeks ago. That doesn't matter anymore. We're, we're in a post-truth reality now. It yep. doesn't, it just doesn't matter yeah there are no facts anymore yeah you know it's i'm just i'm glad you brought this up because i just happened to be like flicking through here looking for something to potentially you know i always you know i can multitask sure but uh, media matters has something up right now and apparently steve ducey this morning had (laughs) two people two people yeah ducey the clown had two people on who are uh the creators of something called the zip app and according to this Zip app, which is a social media conversation, Donald Trump is winning. Donald, don't worry about the, don't worry about the polls. Don't worry about what Nate Silver or Five Thirty Eight says. This thing takes a much bigger sample, and and from what we're seeing, Steve, Donald Trump is winning, and that's and that's it. That's what they're telling mm. their fucking idiot viewers. Yep. 
They're yep. doing it again. They're inflating the bubble the same way they did with the unskewed polls mm-hmm. back in 2012, yep. the same way they will always do. And when the bubble f***ing bursts and Donald Trump gets crushed, humiliated, yep. they will fall back on, huh, what? You know, their people will be, but the, but the unfortunate thing in this election is that when Donald Trump gets crushed, instead of just saying, well, wait a minute, what happened? What happened to the unskewed polls? There will be rage in the streets rage in the because street, yeah. Donald Trump has planted the seed that the only way he can lose, and Fox News is, is behind, idiots like Sean Hannity are behind him on this, yeah. that the only way he can lose is if Hillary Clinton steals the election. Oh, Cro- yeah. Crooked Hillary. Yep, that's exactly right. And they're setting that up. And it, in fact, Donald Trump is recruiting a, a goon squad to, to a goon show squad, up yeah. the, at the polls. And that's actually, goon squad, believe it or not, is kind of a semi-technical term. That's what they kind of call, like, for example, if you go to a rally, uh, some uh, political operatives will refer to people who volunteer to kind of help out at the uh, at the, at the the rally by, you know, letting people in the doors and, and having various assignments. They're called the goon squad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a it's a technical thing. I don't know how often it's used, but that's what it's used. And now Donald Trump wants to start up a goon squad of of guys who show up at polling places to obviously intimidate voters, to find ridiculous conspiracies to to weed out and to delegitimize the Hillary Clinton presidency. And what's amazing about it is how defeatist it is. It's basically like it, it's as if it's already November 9th. And Trump is coming up with this child, pe- childish, petulant way of uh, absolving himself from crashing and burning by laying all the blame at uh, Hillary Clinton for rigging the election. I mean, that's what's going on. And then uh, Steve Ducey, of course, is fueling that with this, this stupid app thing. No child yeah. wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Nobody loves the Ducey in the box. Yeah. And it's, it, that's exactly what it is. He's he's he is. They're they're clutching at straws. They're grabbing at anything they can, yeah. and they've got these idiots on who are like, oh, well, you know what? This app is uh, this this called. I have this new app, Steve. It's called the Give Hope to F***ing Morons app. <laughs> it's called Five Thirty Eight, and that's what all that's all you really need to know. Like the outcome of this election will be well known. Very, very soon. I mean, sooner than you possibly can imagine because of the early voting and so on. But l- let me get back to the results of this poll because it all fuels the lack of tethering to, uh, to, to reality. 48% of Trump voters think that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton deserve the blame for Captain Khan's death. Uh, to 16% who absolve them. Captain Khan, we heard from Kaiser Khan at the convention, his son was killed in 2004 in Iraq. And 48% of Trump voters think that Barack Obama is partly responsible for the death of that soldier, that Muslim-American soldier in Iraq. It's just insane. I mean, just, yeah, insane barely even begins to cover it. Uh, Meanwhile, even though Trump ended up admitting it didn't exist, 47% of his voters say they actually saw the video of Iran collecting $400 million from the United States. It's only 46% who say they didn't see the video. It was uh, Barack Obama who, uh, who engaged in the bombing of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> That's right. It was. In fact, in fact, it's not climb Mount Nataka, it's climb Mount Barack. It was the actual <laughs> go-ahead for the Japanese to invade and bomb Pearl Harbor. Uh, and, and finally, Trump said last week that Hillary Clinton is the devil, and of course, 41%. Of Think Trump that Hillary voters. Clinton is, and here we are again, the devil. The devil. The devil. 
this, I can't get I can't get past that. Yeah, I just I can't get over that. I wrote this uh, in Salon today. Trump needs a th- needs a, a bunch of thuggish poll watchers to serve as potentially illegal bulwarks against fraud that doesn't exist. Fraud that allegedly is perpetrated by an organization, Acorn, that also doesn't exist. Put another way, Trump's goons will defy the law in an attempt to thwart non-existent voter fraud by non-existent Acorn. So a woman who they believe is the devil. An entity that doesn't exist won't be elected. That is a bunch of hooey. They're organizing around nothing but fantasy. Acorn, voter fraud, Hillary is the devil. None of it is real. And they're wondering why they're losing so badly. It's insanity. I mean, this is, is this is the last gasp. I mean, and it, you know what? It's the sad thing is it's not the last gasp. Yeah. But this is this feels like the last gasp of just the most ignorant in our society. Just the fucking dumbest people. Yeah. And you know, the shame of it is right before we break, I want to mention this. The shame of it is that in the postmortem after November 8th, I swear to God, this is the Republican Party's response. It's not going to be, no, there is an existential malfunction inside the the uh, Republican Party that's gone back years, and Trump is mainly the consequence of that. They're going to blame Trump for not being presidential. That's going to be, oh, that maybe next time we'll get someone who's saying what Trump's saying, but they'll pivot to being presidential when they need to. That's going to be their uh, their upshot. That's going to be what they they're going to target as being the problem with the 2016 2016 campaign. Not that there is this major, major glitch in the Republican Party that is that gives us crap like this, like they're they're putting together poll watchers to stop something that doesn't exist by an organization that doesn't exist because Hillary Clinton is in cahoots with a spiritual entity that doesn't exist. It's just amazing. I can't even I can't even wrap my head around this fully. I keep saying this. I keep waiting for um, after November 8th when they start airing the documentaries about the 2016 election when we, I can actually sit back and enjoy all of these effed up things one after another without having to be concerned about the fact that this guy is still, you know, within 10 points of being president of the United States, which is still kind of scary, even though 10 points is a big margin in presidential uh, politics. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. Come back with more show right after these words. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. (laughs) All right. Second half of today's show is, as you heard, brought to you by the uh, BobSuska.com Amazon link. If you shop at Amazon, enter the site using our link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. And we get a tiny commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing and helps support the show. Thank you in advance. Make sure to bookmark it. And if you have a small business, make sure to source all of your materials from our uh, Amazon link. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is uh, quite loud these days. He's always he's always been loud, but he's louder now. America! Yeah, and that's... <laughs> He really is a lunatic. <laughs> oh, God. 
And uh, a lot like Katrina Pearson, he's developing this alternate history around the eight years of the Bush administration. Here was Rudy Giuliani stumping for Donald Trump uh, yesterday, I believe it was in uh, Pennsylvania. Very, very timely visit, which I remember, to Ground Zero when we were in desperate need of help. He was there. And from his work on Judiciary Committee and helping to fashion the Patriot Act, by the way, under those eight years, before Obama came along, we didn't have any successful radical Islamic terrorist attack in the United States. Oh, God. They all started when Clinton and Obama got into office. Uh, no, no. He, just, he literally just said we were there for 9-11. <laughs> yes. And... <laughs> Oh my God! And you know what's you know what's really depressing? Yeah. Um, on my on my way back on on Sunday, mm-hmm. I was in upstate New York. I can you know I can't talk about the specific show that I'm doing. I can't go into too much detail about it. But I, I'll say where I was. You know, I was in I was in upstate New York, and I flew through JFK. Yeah. And I um I I had a long layover, so I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going into the city. I ate at Momofuku, and you know, just had a generally good time. Saw a friend, that kind of thing. But it was the first time since I haven't been back in about five years. It's the first time I saw the World Trade Center, the Freedom Tower. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it it was, I mean, just to see it from, you know, West Broadway and Soho, I didn't go any closer than that, was just, it, it was, I can't describe to you what it made me feel. Because, I, yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't there for 9-11, but I was there within 48 hours basically mm-hmm. standing next to a 10-story high pile of wreckage. Yep. Sure. And so, yeah, so I'm just like, look at that. We finally, we, you know, we just look at that. Did look you at go how, down to my the, mind, uh, look at how beautiful that is. Did you go down and see the memorial there? I did not. No, no, no. I should have. I really should have, but I didn't have a lot of time. And, and as much as I want to see the memorial for some reason, I, I also, there's a part of me that doesn't. Yeah, it's sure. wrong of me to think that way. But, um, but either way, I mean, um, and just to hear, I, it's always bothered me to hear mm. these assholes cynically exploit. 9-11. Yeah. Well, they 9-11 is great when they need it, and 9-11 is buried when they don't need it, when they yeah, don't want exactly. it. And this is a case where he was trying to make the case, Rudy Giuliani, I mean, Rudy noun, verb, and 9-11, Rudy Giuliani, tried to make a case that Barack Obama started terrorism. I mean, there, there was no terrorism until 2009, which is factually, I mean, God, it, I mean, I even sound stupid saying it, but it's factually untrue. It is in every way, shape and form. I can't even believe that we have to say it, but we do. And you wouldn't believe when I posted this story on the Daily Banter and then on uh, on Twitter yesterday, suddenly all of the Trump trolls appeared in my timeline to say, oh, yeah, he meant after 9-11. So you mean uh, George W. Bush gets a mulligan for 9-11? And they said, yeah. well, after 9-11, there were no terrorists. He gets a mulligan. He gets a mulligan for the worst terrorist attack in American, in American history. history. Yep. And of potentially course, the worst, I guess it is the worst single terrorist attack in, in world history. Yeah. And then there were more attacks after that. What they don't remember is that throughout the Bush years, there were still terrorist attacks. There were terrorist attacks on American soil. There were terrorist attacks, 13 of them by my count, against U.S. embassies and consulates, which by default are considered American soil. The, the inside of those embassies, that ground is considered America. 
And so you had all of those attacks. You had what, thousands. What is, it, what is it considered? America! That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That all the inside of those consulates is always America. No doubt about it. It's it's unequivocally America. <laughs> that just sounds like you could just picture Rudy Giuliani walking into an embassy, like you know, like John Doe at the end of uh, at the end of Seven, <laughs> covered in blood, just shouting America. America. Detective. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then on top of all of that, thousands of terrorist attacks against American soldiers and American interests and American allies throughout the Bush years. I mean, countless, countless uh, attacks. And so you can't make the case that that somehow George W. Bush is better than Barack Obama. First of all, under Obama, there has been no major terrorist attack like 9-11. Yes, George W. Bush gets some credit for there not being another 9-11, but I think that there is another 9-11 in our future. I just hate to say those words because i mean the fact of the matter is they're they've got to be working on it and that and that's why the intelligence community is so feverish about weeding them out and it's so endlessly frustrating to have to deal with people who have no no connection whatsoever to the truth and the truth is undeniable when it comes to things like this, Be- when you can go back and you look, you can look, you can look at the obituaries, you can look at the news and say the- these were terrorist attacks that occurred from this year through this year. And then these are the terrorist attacks that occurred this year through now. And you can't draw a comparison between the previous administration and this administration, especially when you know and you understand that 9-11 occurred on the previous administration's watch. And if you're going to start laying blame at the feet of the politicians who were in office at the time, you cannot avoid those facts. They are facts. <laughs> and we're going to hear from a guy who is a uh, talk radio guy who I had only tangentially heard of. His name is Charlie Sykes. He's a conservative talk radio host who is talking about something and, and with a, in an interview with Business Insider where he is saying things that we've said on this show for years now. So he even uses the word gatekeepers. So we definitely want to talk about that. Awesome. And, and, and Bring back the gatekeepers, man. Right, and he is specifically addressing and, and kind of doing a mea culpa when it comes to what AM talk radio, conservative talk radio, has done to the discourse, which is divorced it from reality. It's created this bubble. I mean, it's all, he's talking about the bubble and everything. We're going to get into that right after one last break. Uh, we'll talk about Charlie Sykes right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Summer. 
Yeah, apparently this turned out to be an audio glitch after all. Jitties. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how because he he evidently really said cities, but then the the actual uh, pool feed or whatever you want to call it. What's what's the one camera that feeds out to all the network feed? Pool feed, yeah. Uh, that you have, you have a you have a pool photog. Yeah, and there was evidently a uh, an audio dropout as he was saying cities that made it sound like he was saying cities. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is um, okay. So I thought this was utterly fascinating. This uh, this guy Charlie Sykes, who's a talk radio host, did an interview with uh, uh, what is it, Business Insider? Uh, Oliver Darcy from Business Insider said. Uh, that uh, this guy basically outlined and, and took the blame for the rise of Donald Trump. And I think we're going to be seeing a little bit of this now, but maybe not so much after the election. I think after the election, they're going to try to whitewash the, uh, the overall complicity in the Donald Trump meltdown. Uh, and that's, again, I'm saying that by, uh, while also qualifying it with, don't get happy! All right. This is what Charlie Sykes told Business Insider. We've basically eliminated any, any of the referees, the gatekeepers. There's nobody. Let's say that Donald Trump basically makes whatever you want to say, whatever claim he wants to make, and everybody knows it's a falsehood. The big question of my audience, it is impossible for me to say that, by the way, you know, it's false. So he's basically saying, you know, I can't, he's, it's impossible for him to tell his audience, no, what Donald Trump said was Right. Yeah. And they'll say, why? I saw it on Alan B. West. Or they'll say, I saw it on a Facebook page. And I'll say, the New York Times did a fact check. And they'll say, oh, that's the New York Times. That's bullshit. There's nobody. You can't go to anybody and say, look, here are the facts. And I have to say, that's one of the, uh, the disorienting realities of this political year. You can be in this alternative media reality, and there's no way to break through it. And I swim upstream because if I don't say these things from some of these websites, then suddenly I have sold out. Then they'll ask, what's wrong with me for not repeating these stories that I know not to be true? When this is all over, we have to go back. There's got to be a reckoning on all of this. We've created this monster. And look, I'm a conservative talk show host. All conservative hosts have basically established their brand as being contrasted to the mainstream media. So we have spent 20 years demonizing the liberal mainstream media. And by the way, a lot of this has been justifiable. There is real bias. No, there's not. But at a certain point, you wake up and you realize you have destroyed the credibility of any credible outlet out there. And I'm feeling, to a certain extent, that we are reaping the whirlwind at that. And I have to look in the mirror and ask myself, to what extent did I contribute? I'll be honest. The bias of the mainstream media has been a staple of every conservative talk show host, every conservative pundit, for as long as I can remember, going way back to the 1960s with William F. Buckley Jr. And he continues on and on and on. Of course, uh, with the exception of of confirming the thing that he was lashing out against... Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Of course, there is no liberal media bias. That that doesn't necessarily exist. I mean, there certainly are liberals in the in the news media, 
But just as, like just like there are highly conservative companies that own the news media. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's well-worn territory. I don't think we need to go over the facts of the of of the uh, of the bias inside the news media. But the fact of the matter is that this guy is basically outlining the difference between what's in the bubble and what's outside of the bubble. And when he mentions any bit of information that comes from outside the bubble, his listeners uh, pillory this guy. And they won't allow him or they won't believe anything that doesn't come from inside the bubble. Yeah. Anything that doesn't confirm your already firmly held beliefs. And, you know, and and I don't think that uh, liberals do it on the scale that that this uh, side of conservative America, although, you know what, I take it back. Um, for a long time, liberals didn't. Now there is genuinely, I think, a sort of liberal left wing, like I wouldn't call it liberal, I'll call it left wing, mm-hmm. a, a left wing leftist tea party right. that, that is just as immune to logic and reason and, and has created just a, an impenetrable, just the kind of impenetrable bubble that we'll see on the uh, right. Oh, yeah. But I, I've still, I've always encouraged the left as well, step outside of, step outside of our not quite as thick and impenetrable bubble, but still a very necessary, you know, a uh, 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 one that we one that we we do kind of live in and we do kind of create because I think yeah. that's just the, the natural way it is these days. You kind of curate your social media world. You curate the stuff that you listen to, and if you only mm-hmm. listen to one voice or one kind of voice, you're missing out. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, by the way, the left is not innocent of any of this too. I mean, the the left is actually a little bit complicit in dealing in in half truths. I'm looking at. You may have seen the memes coming down on Facebook, and I actually hadn't intended to talk about this during the show, but I'm going to get into it. It's something I'm developing for uh, the Daily Banter. But there is a, uh, a group that's called Occupy Democrats. You've probably seen the memes all over Facebook. They do video memes, and yeah, Occupy I Democrats, the little logo is always mm-hmm. on there. Um, they are notorious for b- this is the Occupy Democrats file at PolitiFact. I mean, they are so full of shit that actually that PolitiFact has gone after them on many occasions. Um, as far as true statements by Occupy Democrats, according to PolitiFact, zero. Zero. Mostly true, one. Half true, three. Uh, mostly false, zero. False, four. Pants on fire, three. So we're heavily weighted into the half true and false and pants on fire territory. I mean, this is all to say that it's not exclusive to the right, but it is more dominant on the right, where it's the entire conservative media bubble that exists in this fantasy land. Right. I mean, it's uneffing believable how fantastical it all is. So, uh, so. <laughs> So, the, dif- the difference that, is yeah. that there are outlets that well, you know what I don't know maybe maybe there isn't that much of a difference. Yeah. But I was going to say there are outlets that that we tend to believe more. Um, if you're conservative, basically, if you're not running some like Breitbart style website, the only mm. thing you trust is Fox News. That's it. Yep. Which, by the way, I think should be a dead giveaway in terms of. Um, in terms of your being able to judge what's right and wrong, yep. because looking at. If you believe that there is that there is seriously only one news network that is telling you the truth mm-hmm. amongst all the networks and amongst all the newspaper outlets, there is only one. That's a real problem. That yeah. would I mean, if mm-hmm. I were someone who believed that I would seriously take a step back and be like, well, wait a minute. So everybody's wrong except for the, these people. Yeah, they're, that's they're, right. They're the lone candle in the darkness. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly, exactly. And while, you know, I, I was just thinking about this the other night as I was watching um, Chris Hayes, which is that a lot of what you hear on MSNBC primetime, which is the, the main, the, the centerpiece of the, of the liberal wing of MSNBC, is verifiably and empirically true. I mean, the information, I mean, the opinions are, of course, opinions, but the information that they're delivering tends to be truer more often than it is not so true. It's not, it's, it's sometimes cherry picked, but, but there are, there's facts and information on MSNBC on Chris Hayes and Lawrence O'Donnell and Rachel Maddow that are, that are verifiably accurate where it's not, they're not trying to candy coat. In fact, they'll say some things that are accurate, but to the detriment of the left. So that happens quite often. But I was going to say here, there's a, there's a parallel to what uh, Charlie Sykes is talking about with regard to the media and the way the Republicans have been handling Barack Obama and the Democratic Party, which is say the opposite of what the political enemy is doing. Well, say the opposite of what their opponents are doing. So if if there's a liberal media bias or saying the opposite of what you see in the liberal media is what AM talk radio and Fox News Channel does. Well, that only gets them so far before they start to look like they're just making it up. If you're saying just the opposite, then at some point you're going to obviously be blurting out a bunch of half-truths and and nonsense. It's the same way if you're saying just the opposite of whatever Barack Obama is saying, you're going to sound like an inconsistent moron because a lot of the things that Barack Obama has proposed, well, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but some key things that Barack Obama has proposed are, you know, supported by conservatives. Certainly Obamacare had its roots in conservative health care reform. All right. Some of uh, what Barack Obama is doing, like he's got a lot of conservative support on TPP, for example, right now. Um, And there are a number of examples like that. So when you when you're a conservative and you take the opposite of say, just say the opposite of what Barack Obama is saying, you're actually contradicting your own policy and you sound like a nincompoop. And so it's the same thing happening on both wings, on on the media side and, and certainly on the politics side. Saying the opposite is is a is a failed, failed experiment. At some point, the conservatives have to, after they're done licking their Trump wounds, they're going to have to say, you know what, we have to start standing for something again. And it can't be incoherent screeching all the time. We have to reject uh, hate radio. We have to reject the hate speech that we see on Fox News Channel. Sean Hannity, by the way, is getting killed by conservatives these days. And he should be, because it's shocking to me that it took this long for them to realize what an absolutely unimaginative hack he is. Yeah, he's terrible. He, he doesn't have an opinion of his own. Yep. He is incapable of rendering an opinion of his own. All he has is whatever who's, whatever the person who sits at the top of the Republican Party says. That's it. That's all he, he's like. As I've said before, he's not even a conservative. He's just a Republican. Whatever they say, he's like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. There's no intellectual honesty when it comes to Sean. (laughs) Sean Hannity is the worst of the worst. Sean Hannity is just... And he's an idiot. I mean, and that's the other thing to keep in mind. He's genuinely... He's like, you know, he may come off with more stature, but he's basically Brian Kilmeade level of stupid. Yes, he is. He is absolutely at that level. He is absolutely at adult Monchichi level. There's no doubt about that. Like, so, for example, Wall Street Journal wrote about Hannity uh, this week. So Hannity's disgraceful excuses for Trump combine oily self-absolution with venomous... Uh, obl- what is it? Obloquy? O-B-L-O-Q-U-Y. Wow, you stumped me. Hold on, let's, let's, let's find O-B-L-O-Q-U-Y. out. O-B-L-O-Q-U-Y. 
I, I hate uh, I hate that I don't know this. I know, me too. We're professional writers, and we don't strong, strong public, public criticism, criticism or verbal, verbal abuse. abuse. Yeah. Hold on, let me let me. Let... Obloquy. <laughs> pardon me. Obloquy. Yeah. Obloquy. Obloquy. I, wow, I feel bad for not knowing that word. Uh, that's yeah, a Wall Street Journal word. All right. How about that? We learn everything. Uh, we learn something. By the way, day. you can expect to see that word turn up in everything I write from now on. Everything, like like tomorrow morning, it's going to yeah. show up in every piece for the next like three months. I know. God, I'm that way with bromides right now. I can't stop yes. using bromides. You know, we write so much, things end up working their way into everything. <laughs> they're That's like, true. We, they really do. They're like little ringers that we throw in there. I, at least I know, I'll speak for myself, I do. Uh, meanwhile, National Review's Jonah Goldberg said, Does Hannity want Clinton to win? <laughs> this weekly newsletter. Everyone's Everyone hates Hannity now. Town Hall's John Hawkins says, Hannity should blame himself for putting Hillary in the White House. Red State's Susan Wright said Hannity has upped the ante on his suckage. <laughs> That's my favorite. By the way, please That's use right. more words like suckage, suckage. And, and fewer words like obloquy, <laughs> which I know what suckage means. Wright also denounced slavish Hannity for pushing false account of Trump's altruism. Of course, but that's what Hannity does. Uh, Forbes' Josh Jordan said, like a shady car salesperson, Hannity, et cetera, start blaming everything else instead of just admitting they purposefully sold you a lemon. That's a that's harsh, some harsh words for Sean Hannity, who's always did, been sort of a sacred cow. Did, did, and you know, what's most fun is, that, is, is watching him lash out at it. Like, he's so angry about it. He's yeah. so angry that the world is on top of him at this point. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's funny for him to try to start forming his own thoughts outside of Republican Party talking points. I mean, because basically that's what Sean Hannity says. Anything that comes in over the fax machine. Right. Yeah, from that's, the that's RNC. Basically, he is, a, he is a Republican talking points delivery system. And lately, he's been doing it with this eating grin on his face. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've caught Hannity a couple of times recently. And whenever he blurts out something that's clearly ripped from GOP talking points, he does it with this, oh, look what I've got, this sort of sly grin on his face. It's just like, what are you talking about? You're just reading off of something that Reince Priebus took a shit with and just wiped his ass and, and sent you a fax containing the information that he, he just shit out. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, so meanwhile, speaking of uh, right-wing b****, Breitbart.com has been protesting the, uh, the polls, trying to unskew the polls lately. Oh, boy. Yeah, and uh, they, actually, they actually tried to run one of their own polls to disprove or to debunk all of the other sort of lamestream media that that went disastrously yeah turns out that according to the the breitbart poll on sunday and they also use gravis marketing by the way clinton led a four-way contest with 42 percent of the vote to trump's 37 percent so even in the breitbart poll clinton is leading by five points and that's with gary johnson and jill stein in the mix oh boy by the way watch gary johnson's numbers 15% 15% support, polling support, is the threshold for appearing in the debate. Just mentioning that. So if, if Gary Johnson ends up with 15 points in polling, he's he's in the debates as well. Which I don't even know. I don't even know if I should uh, be into that or not. By the way, Hillary Clinton, uh, according to the latest NBC News survey monkey poll, uh, is now leading by nine points nationally. Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump by nine points, 50% to 41%. 
The numbers were virtually unchanged since last week's poll. Generally low favorability and negative attitudes among voters plague both candidates, however, as they make appeals to voters in key swing states in the, in the weeks ahead. The majority of voters continue to hold unfavorable impressions of both current nominees, etc., etc., etc. So, uh, none of that matters as long as Hillary Clinton wins. And by the way, voting starts in less than six weeks. On September 23rd in Minnesota and South Dakota, the first of some 35 states in the District of Columbia that allow people to cast ballots at polling sites or by email before November 8th. Iowa is expected to have ballots ready by the end of September, as are Illinois and two other states. The electoral battlegrounds of Arizona and Ohio are to begin voting on October 12th nearly four weeks before Election Day, and North Carolina and Florida will be underway before Halloween. So, I just wanted to throw that in there to make Republicans <laughs> their pants. <laughs> because deadline is right around the corner, you gotta get your act together, and there's no right. sign that Trump is ever gonna do that, especially knowing that Paul Manafort is receiving $12 million from a pro-Putin slush fund in Ukraine, and yeah. Betsy McCoy is saying that Trump wants internment camps for Muslims. Lots of fun. All right, post-mortem show coming up next. Patreon.com slash Bob Chez. Sign up now. We'll see you over there. Bye-bye.